Yes, welcome everyone to this podcast. Am I projecting okay today? That is your is podcast voice. Is that what you voice. want? Is that my podcast voice? We yes. did it, we found it. That was a good podcast voice. Ooh. Hello everyone and welcome into Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. My name is Amy, sitting next to me I've got Caleb and we just want to welcome you to this show. Welcome Caleb, welcome Cup of Coffee. Thank you. What's up, everyone? Here we are. Um, yeah, welcome, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Caleb, do you want to paint the picture before we have this time? <laughs> this is going to be a new thing that we're doing. Okay, we're going to paint you a picture of where we are and what is going on around us. So just kind of set the set the tone, set the environment a little bit. Okay, we're in the van. Uh-huh. I have coffee, mm-hmm. and we're recording a podcast. Okay, um, we are parked in. <laughs> We are in Arizona. Last time we recorded, we were a little closer to Phoenix. This time we are closer to Tucson. But as we Tucson. Look, as we look out the window right now, it is a partly cloudy day. Um, right now, there's just a there's a breeze going, but it's been pretty gusty. Like we've had to keep our door shut today. That type of gusty. Um, yeah, I see a lot of Palo Verde trees around. A lot of creosote bushes around. That might be my goal, actually, for this month is to learn how to properly pronounce creosote. I was no, I don't. I was impressed with how you just rolled with it because that's one that's one word that's been escaping me. (laughs) Well, I have always said chrysote, um, but I actually saw the word written out recently, like this last week, and it's like C R E O S O T E. Yeah, there's too many O's. So I was like, oh wait, maybe it's creosote, or I don't know. It's actually, we need to go back and listen to, um, I don't know if it's every season, but the season one theme song of True Detective on HBO, Mm -hmm. which if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. They actually have a theme song where the guy talks about the poison creosote. And I think he does pronounce it that way as as I'm kind of singing it back in my head. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's kind of set out. Well, actually, it's set in the bayou. Yeah, it is set in the bayou. Which is weird because the song is more desert related. Huh, I'm just not figuring that out. Hmm. The we'll little, have to talk with Woody and hole. Matthew McConaughey about that one. <laughs> yeah, but good good show. All the, uh, Season one anyways. Yes. With, uh, yeah, That's Matthew all we McConaughey can talk about. And Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. are in it. Is that what we should talk about today? The season one of True Detective. I meant that's the only season we can attest <laughs> to because it's the only one that we have seen. It's hard for me to get past uh, more than one season in any show now. Yeah, or even the you're in a show. weird spot with TV shows right now. You're like not, you don't have room for TV in your life right now, I feel like. Which actually, that's not that weird. That's pretty, I think that's pretty good. But it's neutral. We'll it say is that. neutral. But yeah, you like don't have time in your life for TV right now. <laughs> I don't have time in my life. Like all we've had while we've been sitting in the desert is time. And yet well, you're like, you don't have time in your life. Am I getting spicy? Sorry, is that a, did I just catch myself being spicy? <laughs> So we've had we've had some uh, listener feedback that occasionally I get spicy. Oh no, am I being spicy right there? Is that? And uh, I'm trying to just be more aware of it when I catch myself. I because told you that I was gonna call you out, but okay, I called myself. I caught myself. I don't know if I would say that that was spi- like. There's a range, I guess, of spiciness. That was like pico de gallo spicy, like and not fresh pico de gallo. So oh, it was pretty like low. sitting in the fridge, pico yeah. de gallo. So like what we typically have in our Dometic. Yes, but no. I, when I say you don't have time for it, I feel like right now in your free t- like other things are taking priority in your free time over TV shows like Guitar and No Man's Sky, basically. Video games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I- Guitar. And, and guitar, but even that, guitar occupies a different space that the TV show or the video games would occupy, you know? Okay. I was going to say In terms of my daily structure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Because you don't like when I play guitar at night. That was spicy. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was spicy. <laughs> um, I don't know about that statement. I don't know where that one came from. But, yeah. Not been a big TV show watcher lately. That's no. okay. That's okay. But we do surprisingly get to watch a lot of TV in the van. We have the opportunity to. Yeah. Yeah. You've been watching through Better Call Saul. Yes. And so I'm, that's cool. I'm very into it. Like, I'm in, I'm in the part now where, like, I can't stop. Like, I crave watching it. You know, like, I feel like the first few episodes or maybe even a couple of seasons of a show sometimes you're like you're intrigued but you're not like you haven't fully dove in i Uh fully dove in now like i just i crave it um very good and i would recommend for you too but in your own time yeah or if you maybe never if you don't want to but But uh, something else that i've been doing in my free time okay can i share this yeah sure um and it kind of goes back to learning how to pronounce creosote if that's it um i've been Really trying to pay better attention to the birds around us. You have been doing that. I'm glad that you verify or I don't know uh, validated that because um, it actually started from you. Because what was I you, spicy? <laughs> you were a little spicy. Oh my god! And started saying that every bird I referred to is a cactus wren. <laughs> That's what you did. You also said that I don't know what they look like when I described them, and you were like, "Yeah, that's just such a general way to describe a bird." But it's true. That is what they look like. They do have gray plumage with like some black feathers and like black specks on their chest. And what a beak. See, here we go. There's the spice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyways, since you started, you know, messing with me about all that stuff, I was like, you know what? I'm going to like really dive into this. And so like every morning I typically sit outside and read. And while I've been doing that, when I hear a bird, I will look up. I have a list of the birds in the area of like common birds for this area that we're parked in. And I will just start searching those bird sounds on YouTube till I find the one that matches what I heard. And that's how I know what it is. Wow. I, yeah, I have been impressed. And my whole, I mean, reason for calling you out that you were calling every <laughs> single thing a cactus wren. And then when I asked you to describe a cactus wren, it was very vague or gray, shall we say. I mean, <laughs> gray and black feathers and these black spots on his chest. Like that's... I know. Well, my whole boring, motive behind that was to get you to, like, actually, you know, start learning oh, about the birds. Because, yes, was you've it? always been interested in the birds. And, yes, you do. One thing that I admire about you is you love having your morning reading and coffee, like, outside the van, even when it's cold. Which this you don't is, like the cold, but I'm I'm always impressed by how you sweet, do it. This is sweet, Caleb. Yay, we went from sweet spicy to <laughs> sweet and spicy. You have to have both. <laughs> okay. But that's, I don't know, that's something new I've been doing in my free time. Have you been doing anything new in your free time? Learning about the birds. Yeah. It's been actually really cool. It has. You came in this morning and you're like, I heard these three different mm-hmm. types of birds. They weren't all cactus wrens. <laughs> or you were kind of like, I think, like, this is my guess on what these three types of birds I heard this morning Well, were. one of them I know. I know for sure now the morning dove. I definitely know what that one sounds like. It's got a pretty, like, it's does it sound coo? stands out. Coo. No, it's kind of like, whoa. Oh, like it like oh, we'll do that i think you need to get closer to the mic is it kind of breathy no, no, breathy. i'll show you a video later um but yeah it, it has been wrinkled that one i'm like pretty Can you link the video in the description just sure, in case anyone sure. wants to also hear what a morning dove sounds like that one i've been pretty spot on with all the others i like i'm getting kind of close i'm getting pr- close they do sound a lot of them do sound alike like it's the difference between a coo and a chirp and a you know it's yeah. not that different, but anyways, have you been doing anything new in your free time? <laughs> um, 
No, not really. I, I have been, you know, trying to intentionally teach myself guitar, not just play guitar on a consistent basis, but um, teach, teach my or learn rather. I'm not I don't th- I'm not teaching myself. You know, I think by the end of it, I'm not going to say I was self-taught because I was taught by YouTube. <laughs> YouTube University, <laughs> YouTube baby. University. And actually, I'm starting to really find like a few channels I like that mm-hmm. are like teaching me. How, what I want to know about guitar and about music and music theory, which is all stuff. When I got back to, when I picked up guitar back in the day, I jumped right into just wanting to, I mean, typical middle school kid. I wasn't too concerned with like the foundations and theory behind musical notes and stuff like that. I just wanted to like rock, like some of my, like, how do I play this song? <laughs> Let's rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. How do I play bulls on parade by rage against the mm-hmm. machine? Uh, it was like literally what I jumped into. That's why I wanted to learn guitar because I was, I love that aspect of it. I love the rock bands and stuff like that. So I kind of, and you could learn guitar and just kind of skip, you know, music foundations. Uh, and so now I'm really trying to go back and like relearn some of that. I actually like have a foundation and, and, you know, see where that will take me. Yeah. That's been cool to watch. And you've done a really good job of sticking with your schedule. Um, like you take a class every t- like Monday, Wednesday, thr- Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you've been pretty consistent with that. And I feel like if you have to miss a Monday or Wednesday or Friday. I feel like you usually make it up at some yeah. point in the week. Like you at least find three days a week. Yes, I have um, been doing. I'm glad you noticed that because I yeah, have been doing I did that. And yeah, it's been really cool because I know that's been on your like yearly goal, like yearly <laughs> goals before. And it's like your color blue. It yes. just comes back every year. Every year I've been like, I want to actually like learn more guitar. But I feel like this year you've really taken that, you know, by the reins, and you're doing it. I have, yeah. And that I mean, just goes to show. Just because if you have a goal that you set for the year and you don't do it, just put it on next year. It's like, just let it roll over. Eventually, if it aligns and it's what you really want, it'll catch on. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we, I mean, years just go by too fast is what I'm learning, especially Mm -hmm. in the van. Like, you know, I think we talked about it in our yearly episode where I went back to make my kind of new year goals and resolutions or whatever we call them, intentions. I went back to last year's and yeah, a lot of them were still the same that I still hadn't gotten to, but it still felt like, oh yeah, I want to do that. Like when I have the time for it. And I'm like, why not just roll it over to this year? Why not? It's like Verizon minutes or something. Do those? Do we still roll over? Uh, <laughs> He's rolling over minutes, so that, I think yeah, everything's unlimited now. Damn it! Wow, such a '90s joke. Well, early 2000s. Here's something else that we did in our free time that we haven't done in ooh, I'm thinking like seven years, seven or eight years. Uh huh. That was go to a Renaissance festival. Yes. We did. So we went to the. Is it the Arizona Renaissance Festival? Is like the whole state? I think so. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I would assume so because it's basically Phoenix, greater yeah. Phoenix. We, a couple days ago, went to the Arizona Renaissance Festival, which, as I mentioned before, we have not been to a Renaissance Festival of any kind in, I think, six or seven years. I think it was 2017 or 2018, uh, the last time we went. So I guess that'd be like five or six years. But... And it was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So it had been a really long time. And really, I mean, it was a f- festival. So, like, I mean, there were thousands upon thousands of people there. And you mentioned when we got in there, you're like, I don't think I've been to, I mean, take Renaissance Festival out of it. You're like, I don't think I've been to an event like this since, like, pre-COVID. Yes. 
Apparently, concerts don't count because well, I brought concerts, that up. <laughs> okay, but concerts, I mean, like a movie theater, which I still have yet to go in since, mm-hmm. who knows, the last time we were in a movie theater. But there, everyone is attention-focused towards a certain, like, direction. Okay. You know, we're all facing Festivals, forward. Festivals, everyone's just kind of wandering around and, like... Yeah, everyone's just kind of, like, it's just a big amoeba. Everyone's just running around. and It's just, it's just like, it itself as a crowd where I don't consider, like, a concert audience more of... It's just, I don't know, it's focused. Your attention is focused where... Except for when you're at Red Rocks and you step out to the steps on the side. That's a whole other world. See, that's more That's more like the Renaissance <laughs> yes, Festival. Yes, <laughs> that is right. more like what the whole festival was. The whole yeah. festival grounds is just like an anthill. Just ants going everywhere instead yeah. of just like ants walking in a line or something, which I feel more as a concert. Okay. So yeah, definitely that kind of setting, it felt very foreign to me, but also kind of like new and cool. Because yeah, we hadn't experienced it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea how many people were there but it was packed yeah and the the arizona renaissance festival grounds are massive so big and this is i mean they were so big and really beautiful like it literally was its own town with like you know uh like dirt roads and there were all along both sides of the town were like these really cool medieval and just different century looking buildings that housed all or not all but housed a lot of you know the shops and the pubs and the the stages and like the games and everything like it really felt like you were stepping into a different town it wasn't just a bunch of booths and tents set up everywhere those were there but there were also legit structures like well and even if there were the tents and the booths that were set up were still like fitting the overall vibe and Mm -hmm. theme and I mean, some of the tents were the coolest things we saw there. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was really cool, though. There were lots of shows going on. I mean, we, I feel like we did a good job of just kind of bouncing around between. I think we went to two shows. We really walked around and looked in a lot of the shops. Really cool to see all the, like, little handcrafted artisan um, trinkets that you can buy there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's everything. Everything you can think of and things you didn't even know you could think of. Yeah. Um, there's, like blacksmiths forging weapons like there was this place you could like literally forge your own weapon it was really cool it's literally i mean it's kind of like a i don't know why we didn't go more back in the day or have them in more because it's kind of like a fantasy nerd historic like nerds paradise almost like the stimulation that's there is just so cool the people literally anyone who's working for the renaissance festival is in full garb and honestly like method acting their role Mm -hmm. like you would find in disney world Mm -hmm. so uh you know i saw a guy who was like some kind of professional insulter literally as part of the renaissance festival who's just walking through the crowd like interacting with the crowd and that's what he was doing there and i was like i bet He's got some, like, he's pretty good. All those yeah. people are, like, pretty good at what the, at what they're doing. So it's very cool to be just, like, immersed in that world. And there's almost not enough time. It was open from, like, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. We didn't get there until, like, early afternoon. So we really only had late afternoon, evening. But even still, if you get there right when it opens, I, th- I don't think there's enough time in the day to really get to experience it, which is probably their whole strategy. They want you to come back yes. the next day and make a full weekend out of it. Yes. Uh, because also what Renaissance festivals are, they're, big money guzzlers they just it just feels like everywhere you go is just like a vacuum well (laughs) you have to pay to get in you have to buy a ticket and then once you're in there pretty much if you want to do anything besides go to the shows shows are free shows are fantastic yes shows are fantastic from anywhere to like sword fighting to comedy to like musical performances to jousting to um birds of prey yeah there was a birds of prey show uh to like 
so wait, like naughty stand-up comedy, like everything. To flash sideways, did the Birds of Prey show really like stimulate you to learn bird sounds and stuff? Oh, you know what, Caleb? I hadn't even like. You know, connected. were you very intrigued by that show? One, the show was awesome. Yeah. I loved the birds; were so cool. I mean, yeah, I was. Yeah, of course, I was intrigued by that show and like hanging on to every fact and detail That's they had you've been about in the these birds, birds more. You know, I hadn't even really made that connection. Until you say that now, but I think subconsciously, yes, because I do remember one of the birds they had was some sort of, some sort of vulture that's in Arizona, because not all of the birds that they had there, like, are native to oh, this the area. Oh, the hawk. Was it a hawk? Uh, so, I think its name was buzzard, but it was, like, technically a hawk. Is okay. that the one you're talking about? I thought it was a vulture, but... um. They had one bird that I remember. We didn't learn them, a whole lot. We weren't paying attention. <laughs> that I remember them saying was native to Arizona, which I remember not all of them were. And <laughs> I do remember when that one, like when they were talking about that one, I feel like I listened even more. Obviously not because I can't remember any facts about it, but listened even more because I was like, oh, like that's a bird in the state that we're like living in right now. Like I want to really, really hear about this one, you know? Uh-huh. So maybe subconscious. Ooh, maybe subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, very cool experience. But yes, uh, you know, go with money in your pocket to get the full experience. <laughs> Be okay with spending money mm. here and there. Yeah. Because you're going to have to. Well, it was a spontaneous choice for us so to go spontaneous. to. So spontaneous, yeah. We were not going to go. Literally the morning, we went on a Saturday, and that Saturday morning when we, wo- when we woke up, we were not going to the Renais- Renaissance Festival. We had, like, talked about it and actually decided, no, we were not going to yeah. go. But, you know. We as, is last with, as is with van life, sometimes things pivot last second and you get spontaneous. Yeah. And you just do it. It's kind of cool that you have that ability. And especially yeah. now. Our Arizona time is always very open to being able to kind of decide day to day what we want to do, where we want to go, mm-hmm. who we want to be. Just come with me. me. Is that a yes. song? Yes. <laughs> I think someone should... Um, Aaron, can you fact check and tell us who wrote that song? Peppers. No, it is. It is the Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Um, but no, Renaissance Festival was a good experience. I'm glad we did that. We don't. It's kind of rare. I feel like that we like go out and do local things like that. Yeah, it's just and it's just harder in the van. It is. Which it's is a whole, funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were talking about how cool it is with the flexibility and spontaneity to do that, but yes, the logistics can get complicated i mean mainly with the dogs i think that's the main thing for me right yeah i mean and i guess you'd be able to check on them at certain points during the day and they are in their home but you still don't want to typically leave them for that long a period of time Mm -hmm. during the sunniest hours Mm -hmm. of a day yeah um but i mean in general yeah we don't do a whole lot of stuff when like going out to places we've kind of like and I've heard people talk about this in the road life where it almost like strips away some of your freedom yeah. to where you're, you don't feel as free when you approach certain things. But yes, I think flying is one of them for me. Yeah. 100%. It, it feels like a lot of hoops to jump through for yeah. us to fly and to plan mm-hmm. a trip that's, or to even consider a trip that's going to involve both of us flying for sure. It's yeah. like figuring out where to leave the van, figuring out where to leave the dogs, figuring out how we're going to do that whole drop-off situation. Figuring out what airport to fly out of. Like <laughs> that too. I've thought about, like, like how many different airports have we flown out of as a home airport in the last few years? I don't know. And I mean like We've used uh from Denver to Phoenix, Phoenix to Boise. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So oh, yeah, states. I did fly out of Boise. Yeah, I was trying to remember that one. That was um, one we were like, okay, where should we buy the ticket for? Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be here around this area, but we also could be here around this area. I'm like, we just, let's buy it for Boise. I, I mean, know. it is kind of the once you decide where to buy it, like, then it's like, all right, we have to be there at that point, you know? Yeah, but, but we I can kind of pick of, and choose what airports we fly out of. But I've thought about that, you know, like, if I just wanted to, like, I don't know, maybe in April, go take a quick trip somewhere and, like, April is a month that is very up in the air for us. Like, I mean, I know I'm not going to be, I know where I'm not going to be, but. And we also might be up in the air with it because it's typically the windiest month. Good one. Was oh that, my God, yeah. that was so bad. <laughs> that was not good. But yeah, it's just Damn like it. a month like that. It's a little more, that's a conversation we'd have to have. Whereas if I wanted to fly out of somewhere in August, it's pretty, I can be like, yeah, Denver. I mean. I mean, yeah, we know we're. I mean, kind of like during this winter season, we know we're Phoenix. generally going to be mm-hmm. Arizona, so we're weighing like Phoenix, Tucson, or Flagstaff, or something like oh, that. I never even looked into Flagstaff, but yeah, but yes, that is one area of living on the road where I don't feel as free is yeah. flying. And then yeah, I think doing things in town, like you're mentioning the logistics with the dogs, but then also just the logistics of okay, if we're going to go in and go to the Renaissance Festival. We have to pack everything up. Like, we have to move our whole house, which, yes, a van compared to other rigs, not as big of a deal. But, but other rigs can just detach their, their mm, rig yeah. and drive their truck in. That's a good point. Yeah. So, so pros yeah, and cons. There's that aspect, too. I mean, we don't really just get in the van and go out to eat somewhere. Like, tonight. It's a Wednesday night. Um, I love going out to eat, and I would go out to eat all the time. So... If we were just sitting here, I was like, you know what? I really want to go out to eat. Let's go on a date real quick. Well, you just have to really weigh if, like, the whole process is going to be worth it. Because especially where we are now, we're at least probably 30 to 40 minutes to a restaurant that we would want to eat at. Mm-hmm. Um, because we eat vegan, if you didn't know that. Shameless plug to our last podcast, ep- or not even know if it's going to be our last podcast episode. But mm, second to We last. do have an episode where we talk about how our vegan journey. So, yeah. yeah, one reason we have to drive into town is for that. And then it takes like 10 to 15 to pack up the van, leave. It's a whole process. Then you want to be driving back out into the desert in the night, yeah. most likely. Yeah. We typically try to weigh, like, if we want to go out to eat or go to a bar or maybe even just, like, go, like, check out a local bookstore or check out a local shop in any capacity, we typically just like attach that onto a provision day. Like we yes. attach that onto. It's like when we're already going to be in town because we need food and water, mm-hmm. we then can just add something else yeah. on. Yeah. But the pro of that is that means we end up typically hitting right when happy hour starts at a lot of restaurants and bars around three o'clock. Also, that we have the place to ourselves, which yeah. typically also means we get really shitty service. I was about to say. <laughs> As a, as both people who used to, who spent a lot of time working in the restaurant industry, it's typically during shift change and sometimes shift change can get, oh, I don't know the right word. Sometimes it's just, like no man's land in the yes, restaurant industry. When you come into it. a restaurant from like two to four, four. Mm-hmm. it's one. Yeah. The, the morning shift is in the process of transitioning. Either they've already left or they are going to leave in a few hours, which definitely means they're already checked out. Mm-hmm. And that is the same with the waiting staff. Either mm-hmm. they're going to start their second shift and they're waiting for like fresh energy to come in with the night shift or they're only working in the morning, which they're also probably checked out by that point. But also sometimes <laughs> there's just confusion and like because someone else is coming in and maybe taking over some of your tables, but maybe not like sometimes there's just yes. confusion and same thing in the kitchen. The same thing is happening in the kitchen as well. 
Yes. It's, it's just, probably when you have the most food errors as well. I, I feel like back in the day, that's when the kitchen, because yeah, one cook would start on an order and then literally get off work and leave when another guy came in and he's like, I don't even know what goes with this. Yeah. Like, who is this going to? Or it just gets forgotten about on the grill. And then you got to, you got another, you hand me another five back there. But it also can sometimes, I mean, in the same breath, it can also sometimes be the best time because it is the slowest. And sometimes if, like, we like to sit at the bar, so sometimes if we are literally the bartender's only patrons at the time, which is very realistic, then sometimes you can just sit and chat with them and, like, really get to know them and become their friend, which is always fun, too. So You can, like, take advantage of that time. Yeah. Which... Yeah, but I mean, yeah, some you're of right. My, it usually is happy hour. It usually, yeah. So there's there's pros to it, yes. and uh, but also cons. But it makes it easier, yeah. As a whole, it's hard to just pick up and go into town for like one specific thing. We yeah. typically have need a few things to happen to go into town. And I would say one of those few things probably needs to be food or water, or maybe getting some work done. Like if we it needs an to be it needs to be something important. Like <laughs> we need for this to happen. Yeah, a need, not a want. Yeah, not a want. Yeah. But also, I mean, we're talking about all these like limiting freedoms. I mm-hmm. like it. I, I don't feel limited by it. Like yeah. I'm okay with being limited to being out here in the desert. I know I didn't, I turned down describing the scene, but honestly, as we've been going about this podcast, I'm like, why am I like growing immune to these scenes? Like are you growing back, numb? Yeah. Am I growing numb to just being able to live and experience these scenes on a day-to-day basis, like year in and year out? Are you? I don't know. Hmm. Because literally these, I looked at, Uh, You know, the photo, we had a campfire last night on this little hill. There's, like, yellow poppies and wildflowers all around the... Like, literally, they're they're packed in. It's a crowd. It's like the Renaissance Festival crowd of poppies. (laughs) Then you have Palo Verdes. You have saguaros. You have, like, these mountains back on the silhouette. And the sky is, like, orange and red and blue. And we're just having a campfire. The weather is perfect. There's, like, six dogs around. (laughs) And, like, this is home for the next that was just a tuesday night that was just a normal tuesday night in the van yeah and then here i'm like yeah i don't want to describe the scene you know it's nothing special why would we waste time describing you know our like five or six minutes but i mean the whole reason i'm okay with that limitation is because i just love living life out here whether that whether that's watching netflix like we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. in the van the fact that we're just our cycle of life is so intertwined with these with these climates and these desert and nature natural cultures out here that i don't that's freedom yeah no i 100 percent agree with you it doesn't it doesn't feel like i'm being held back or like i'm missing out on anything i guess yeah it you doesn't know? it's like when it's when it, i'm okay to miss out on it like if yeah. that's what i'm missing it's like well you know what i'd probably just be overall have well you're weighing, rather be here you're weighing what you're missing what you're gaining <coughs> and what you're gaining is, is life in these beautiful, yeah. amazing spots. Also, what we're gaining is saving money because that's another thing we talk about, or at least we talk about between the two of us a lot, is this lifestyle. There are, there are like areas, obviously, where you don't save money, but there definitely are areas where you can, and that's been a big one since we moved into the van that I have, I mean, I haven't even run numbers. I just know <laughs> that we have saved a lot of money in because, yes. I mean, when we lived in Nashville and like, we started just discovering all these amazing, amazing restaurants that I just, like, fell in love with. I mean, you did too, but I really fell in love with. I would want to go out to eat, like, every other night. I remember you telling me, you're like, we need to do just, like, three nights a week. And that still, like, now that three, eating out three nights a week sounds insane. I don't know how we were able to afford it then. 
I mean, we worked in the restaurant industry, just flows back into the same <laughs> industry. You know? Literally, that is most people who spend money at restaurants are people who work in yes. restaurants. It's literally just a cycle. Yes. But um, yeah, I don't feel like I'm missing out on that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I never did. I say anymore like I did at some point. Never did. But that's another just side perk is just like, oh, yeah, when we pretty much only eat the groceries that we buy, we actually save money yeah. in that category, you know? Yeah. Well, we, yeah. And just a lot of the categories. I remember to the point now where I think I can count on like my two hands what are everything I could have, I would need to pay for on a monthly basis for us. Yeah. You know, where back in the day, I had no idea where certain th- where money was flowing here and there on a, on a month to month basis. So yeah. you could, yeah, you can kind of wean it down a bit. Yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You sidetracked me with that we money ta- thing. Well, we were talking about, like, freedoms that you feel oh. like with this lifestyle. Like, like we're free in a lot of ways, and we're also not as free in other ways. Right. And we mentioned flying as being a way you don't feel as free. And then, yeah, like, just quick trips to go into town. Yeah. Maybe to go out to eat or something. Yeah. Are there so, any other areas that you feel like not as free in? Um... Well, no. I kind of have, like, a general one. <laughs> what? Like, I think sometimes a general one, just, like, general scheduling sometimes. And this is one of those where it's like, yeah, we're really free, but also sometimes it fe- we're so free that it feels oh, right, limiting. Right, right, right. yeah. Of, you know, like, especially in the It's shoulder. like we could plan to go anywhere, so we end up don't plan. Or we could plan anything, <laughs> so we don't plan anything yes 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 yeah exactly so like sometimes yeah there's the freedom of that but then like sometimes that freedom is so much that it is almost limiting in a way like you don't have we don't all we do sometimes of the year but some parts of the year like right now especially in spring i'd say like november to may it's like we almost have so much freedom and quote-unquote could be anywhere or go do anything but that doesn't could be (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have to get that in there. But that doesn't mean that, like, that's what we're doing. It feels overwhelming sometimes. There's not a structure that we're, like, planning around, you know? Whereas, yeah. like, when you live not in a van, when you live in a house or an apartment, it's a little more like, I don't know, you're, I feel like you're building and planning more around a structure and a routine. Yeah. Well, it's just that, you know, you live not, or the times I've lived in a house, in a city, whatever, you just, you naturally fall into the rhythm of that city, of that yeah. place, which if you're in that kind of, you know, societal living, as most people are, mm-hmm. and as what we came from, yeah, you just naturally, it's just part of, I think, also the energy of of that culture. You know, you're just, that's what you're going to do. Everyone's, yeah. you're getting a job to pay for the spot you live. To, mm, yeah. You know, you get stuck, we've talked about it with like the, the rat races mm-hmm. and stuff, and mm-hmm. I think that's... Working it, to live, living to work. work yeah, yeah, yeah. And... It doesn't. I know while it can, you know, most people who are out living on the road are working full time or mm-hmm. in some capacity. It doesn't feel like their focus is just to maintain that cycle. Their focus yeah. is elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the people I've really like talked to who work while on the road. I mean, like a lot of people, the their motive for doing that is is similar to someone who maybe like wants to live in downtown Denver in this apartment. And so they need to work this job to be able to afford the apartment to live in right. Denver because that's where they want to live. And maybe that's where the job is located. A lot of the people out here that I've heard talk about their motives for their job is 
well, I can live this lifestyle with it. It's all like life goals. Whether first. that means like they are living. Whether that means like it gives them the finances to do this lifestyle, or maybe just the flexibility to do this lifestyle. Yes. Like, yeah, I can. I would say it's number two for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yeah. I remember talking with someone and they'd had like, I don't know, not a great day at work. And they were just kind of venting about it a little bit. And they were like, but you know what? Like at the end of the day, the work that I do, like it helps me live this lifestyle or it allows me to live this lifestyle. So like I'm grateful, you know? Uh Yeah. I think that's a, a big thing, but yeah, that's what I've seen too. Like people, everything is centered around. Yeah people we met on the road and people who have, you know, lived in the areas there, that's their ultimate, that's what mm-hmm. they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then their work supports that to where it's mm-hmm. not just this like work to live, live the work situation. It seems pretty balanced. For most part. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I think that's the only, like, those are the only limitations that come to my mind. Yeah. It's a great feeling. I mean, we limit ourselves with the weather we choose to be in a lot during mm, seasonally. But that's, that's a personal choice. Yeah. Personal choice. Yes. We, in case you haven't picked up on this yet, <laughs> for listening to our podcast, we do not like being cold. Uh, we do not like living in the van in cold temperatures. So we are always chasing that t-shirt weather. Thank you, Sarah. For or that shirt, trademark. shirtless weather. Or tank top weather, whatever you want or, to say. Or honestly, if I can just be butt naked, I know that I'm going to be comfortable. Yes. I'll chase that weather. Yes. Well, unless it's 98 degrees in Moab, different story. That's when we were butt naked. I know. <laughs> it was too, that was too hot. <laughs> oh, okay. But, um, that's a, yeah, that's like, I guess a personal thing that we do. Cause there are people who live on the road who live up at ski resorts yeah. all winter, you know, who will live up in Colorado at the ski resorts all winter, but that's not our style of doing it. There's no, no right or wrong way to do it. That's just not the way we do it. So, yeah, we do live it ourselves in that way, too, because I when I think of these winter months, my scope of where we can go is like pretty just in this southwest corner. I don't really let it expand any further, which I could. It just would be you could. I mean, but it's funny. Everyone we meet at these times who are out here, they all kind of know the areas, too. It's Mm -hmm. like it's southwest corner of U.S., southern Texas or Florida, like far south Florida. Uh, or like you're going into Mexico or something. Yeah. Which, oh yeah, Mexico's. A, I mean, Baja's a popular one. Yes. That's a popular nomad winter spot. Maybe yes. one day. And I get it, but yeah, everyone knows like those are the areas you go to. So yeah. and you're. I mean, does it feel limiting? No. There's endless yeah. to explore. Yeah. Within we still haven't left Arizona yet, and I <laughs> yes. still I could live here for. Let's do it again. Yeah. Run it it back. doesn't feel limiting. Like maybe yeah. on paper it's limiting, but. It doesn't feel that way. Yeah. The limitations that road life and van life or whatever has brought, I've, I've been okay with and like totally willing to accept because the openings it's given in terms of, yeah, how we're just able to live out here, the flexibility we have, the spots we can get, we get to travel to, and then just being able to, you know, tune in and really hone in our life and live first, mm-hmm. like embrace life first and what Mm. that is gonna what that is gonna mean what is that gonna hold for us today and some days we don't even know like literally saturday we thought we're driving to tucson by 11 o'clock we're going to the renaissance festival all day (laughs) yes yes Uh, in phoenix in in phoenix not even in the same town and yeah the freedoms it's bought and just how you can yeah we you like put life first is has been freeing beyond any limitation that it could bring wow I like that. Sorry, I got quiet there at the end. <laughs> I was getting winded. I hadn't taken a breath in a while. That was spicy. <laughs> no, that wasn't no, spicy. I know. It's not... That was spicy. 
Oh, I like, I really like putting life first. I just like that phrase. Yeah. Like kind of as a mantra. That's how, I mean, I think that's what we strive to do. And I feel like I've seen it in anyone we've met kind of living the cycle, living out in the road, like they're, they're putting their life first. Um, and that's cool. I love that. That's cool. It's inspiring to be around those people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like it makes you then like just catapult it's like a mario kart eight when your when your wheels are sideways which i still haven't figured out yet and then you bump into someone else whose wheels are also sideways you guys both kind of get off you, together, you spin together. <laughs> yeah you spin, spin together. together spin yes. sorry spin and you like both get a speed boost from that yeah it's like encouraging like it's encouraging people to inspire each other yeah. and like share like it's I like don't the know. double helix yeah yes and share that with others don't just keep it to yourself yeah so that's what this podcast is about we're sharing you know hopefully maybe that's one of our intentions is that you can take some inspiration from this podcast to put life first put life first you heard it here first (laughs) no i'm just kidding you did not hear that from me first (laughs) just kidding but i do really like that i think that's just going to be like in the forefront of my mind after this like i think that's you know when I feel like something rings true like that for you when it's something you feel like you've been doing, but you yes. haven't put that verbiage to it. And then someone says, and you're like, oh my God, yes, that was it. That's what I've been experiencing, but I haven't put into words yeah. yet. I feel like you just did that for me. So thanks. Cool. I think I did it for myself too. <laughs> that, so you got to like work through it and then you find those You got to work through the muck. You got to like talk through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what this, po- that's another thing this podcast is for. Yes. That's, that is what this podcast is for. It's been great at that. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for today. <laughs> Ready to take us out. Yeah, what an interesting episode. Thank I know. you for listening. We, I went, like... we went a bunch of different routes. Casting <laughs> you know, a I wide had, net. We had a few things to like hit on, and I think we hit on one of them, but I like the direction. That's how it goes sometimes. That you is know? how it goes. It kind, yeah. of, it kind of lives. Like, it's life. The life of each podcast episode is being created and growing, like, literally every second as we're talking. Yes. You know. And the podcast puts life first. Yes, it does. Good job, podcast. Good job, podcast. <laughs> and good job to you, listener. Thank you for listening. <laughs> good job for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Um, we will have another episode coming out next week after this one comes out. So be sure you stay up to date on that. If you like these episodes, you know you can always like and subscribe and rate review if you feel like it well thank you so much for listening we will catch you next time peace out peace